welcome to this episode of the This is Believeland Real Browns Fans podcast. I am your host, James Mastrucci. Uh, my co-host, Jordan Cohen, cannot be with me for this preview of the Browns' trip to Los Angeles, but he should be back for the recap early next week. But with all of that being said, let's get this out of the way real quick. Just a reminder to subscribe, share, like, comment, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. Uh, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, thisisbelieveland.com, realbrownsfans.com. Okay, now I know you weren't here to hear all of that little uh, listen, like, subscribe, and all the platforms, so let's get into it. The, uh, the Browns are going to Los Angeles. They're taking on the Chargers. Uh, this is a difficult matchup for this team. It, it always was a difficult matchup before the season even started, but considering some, some trends that you've seen from the Browns and from the Chargers, things aren't going to be uh, things are going to be a little bit more interesting than I think anyone could have expected. Uh, let's just get this off the top. Looking at the injury report, uh, Chris Hubbard has been announced as out. That's in addition to Greg Newsom. Uh, the players listed as questionable include Jadavian Clowney, uh, Miles Garrett, <clears throat> Troy Hill, Tack McKinley, David Njoku, Malcolm Smith, J.C. Treader, Tony Fields, Denzel Ward, and Jedrick Wills. Okay. The expectation is that all, if not most, of them are going to play. The one player that I focused on that I had the most concern about is Jedrick Wills here. Because Jedrick Wills has played in every game, but he's also left every game. And so that's just a bit concerning. And with the, with Chris Hubbard being listed as out, that takes a big hit in your depth on the left tackle. And that's not necessarily a, a great sign, considering they're about to go face a very good Chargers defense that features you know someone you may have heard of, Joey Bosa, uh, on that other side of that line. And... While Jedrick Wills isn't like a top-end, top-tier left tackle, at worst, he's average on a consistent basis, and that's what you need. But if you had to dip low to that next group of left tackles and go into your depth, I mean, that means you're going to be looking at a guy named Blake. Uh, you might have... You could have uh, James Hudson make an appearance, but you would really prefer Wills to be out there even if they do use a, a tight end to help him out every once in a while to help keep Baker Mayfield upright. And that is my segue into the whole Baker Mayfield aspect of this, because if there's one thing that we've been tracking this season, it's that since the first half in Kansas City, Baker Mayfield's basically taken a nosedive. Now, a part of that is ineffective performance, which has been talked about ad nauseum. Uh, but the other is the is the news that we've just found out the other day of the partially torn uh, labrum in his left shoulder. And that obviously is not helping. Uh, it, either way, that's not a good not a good uh, combination uh, when you think about it going into this matchup. You have you don't know where your left tackle is necessarily going to be. Again, gut feeling as it is wills. Whether he plays the whole game, different story. But then you have a quarterback who's got the injury in his left shoulder. He's been ineffective. He's been inconsistent. He's missing guys that are wide open. And that is going to just make it possibly a long day for him. 
if I'm the Chargers, I'm going to pressure the heck out of Baker Mayfield. I'm going to try and flush him out to his right because that habit is resurfaced again. I'm going to try and get him to bail the pocket early, and I'm going to try to just make it difficult for him to read anything down the field. The Chargers defense is a very good defense. Brandon Staley is an elite defensive mind, and he's going to have a pretty good idea of how to make things difficult for Baker Mayfield in this offense, in this matchup. The Chargers defense is really good. Okay, This is going to be quite the struggle, I believe, offensively. I mean, we've seen the obvious disconnects with Baker and all of the receivers. It's not just Odell Beckham Jr., although that's the one that gets the highlights is the throws to Odell that were obviously missed. Uh, But everyone seems to forget about the throw extremely high uh, to Kareem Hunt in the end zone. That was a missed touchdown. But you, you saw some of the clips, or if you did, there were some clips from practice on Thursday and while Baker was making the completions, the he was missing, he was throwing high again. Okay, so when Baker's off, he throws high. Uh, when it seems that his shoulder is bothering him, he also throws high. So it, it's a combination of both. If he's off, the shoulder's an issue. It's going to be an exercise in frustration, I believe, watching this passing offense against this Chargers defense. Um, it, even if it was clicking like it's supposed to. Even if we got a, a version of the Browns passing game that we saw in week one, I still think it would be quite difficult to move the ball consistently against this Los Angeles defense. Whether you like it or not, the story for this entire game is going to be his shoulder. It's going to be clips of him missing Odell last week. But that's what's going to be. Just deal with it. You're going to see lots of clips of him missing during the game. You're going to hear a lot of talk about his shoulder. Now, Odell did come out and say that he's been playing with Torn Labrams for 10 years. Now, Odell's been uh, pretty much incredible throughout his entire career. So, it was an interesting comment from that <laughs> he made. And so, I, I think what he's trying to do is say, like, listen, we're all hurt. We're all dealing with bumps and bruises and, you know, injuries of some sort. But if you're able to play, you're able to play. And that's where I'm at on this, okay? If Baker plays bad, what I don't want to hear are excuses because he's injured. Or it's because Odell's in the lineup and he's not targeting Rashard Higgins or David Njoku enough, okay? The, the fact of the matter is, if he's out in the field, that means not only does Baker believe he's well enough to play, it means the coaching staff believes he's well enough to play. And if you've paid attention to the you know, the notes, the press conferences, the quotes this past week, it's they don't believe that the shoulder is playing a factor into it, how he's playing. Well, whether you want to believe that or not, it's up to you. Um, I believe his shoulder is, but at the same time, I am not using that as an excuse, okay? If you're on the field, you're expected to play to a certain level, shoulder or not. And he simply hasn't. Okay, so if he is really impacted by the shoulder that much and he's unable to play, then you're, you're paying a backup quarterback $6 million for a reason. Put him in. See what happens. Now, I'm not advocating for Case Keenum to start this week over Baker. I'm just saying if Baker's shoulder is that bad that it is impacting him this consistently and this much, 
at least bring in a guy that's going to at least throw a catchable ball to the receivers and not throw it three feet behind him. That's where I'm at with that. Now let's take a look at the uh, the Chargers offense here. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's an incredible quarterback. Uh, he's a rising star in this league. He is completing just under 69% of his passes. He's got nine touchdowns, three picks, only been sacked seven times. He's really good, okay. Uh, and with the Browns having to rely on Greedy Williams again, listen, Greedy Williams was impressive last week, but I need consistency from him because when we saw him as a rookie, it, he was inconsistent, okay. So any sort of consistency from him would go a long way, especially with Denzel Ward struggling this year. I know that Denzel is on the injury report, but there's a reason that he's being targeted pretty frequently this year, and it's not because uh, quarterbacks want to see how they do against one of the better corners in the league, okay? So looking at Herbert, he has completed 113 passes. That's the same amount of attempts that Baker Mayfield has. The, the Chargers pass the ball more than the Browns do. Uh, Austin Eckler, he's a fine uh, running back. He's effective. Uh, he's obviously no Kareem Hunt. He's no Nick Chubb, but he's a versatile guy. He can he can hurt you in the running game. He can hurt you in the passing game. And so, not that this is you know the Chargers offense of 15 years ago, but this is still uh, a Chargers offense that has some of the same spirit, I guess. You know they can impact you in multiple facets of the game. You know, but. Looking towards the the guys Herbert's gonna be throwing to, it's obviously gonna be Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Jared Cook, some, and Eckler, but it, it's that Williams Allen duo that the Browns are gonna have to really concern themselves with. You know, between those two, they've been targeted seventy nine times. They they've caught they've come down fifty one catches, but they've got five touchdowns between them. They have over six hundred receiving yards. They average over, uh, Keenan Allen averages 10.5 yards per catch, 13.3 for Mike Williams. So the Browns defense is going to have to get pressure and get pressure consistently on Justin Herbert to make sure that he's not taking advantage of some essentially first down completions when targeting his talented receiving duo. Uh, Looking at his time to throw from the moment the ball is snapped, it's at 2.68 seconds. It's just outside the top 10, a little bit closer to middle of the road for quarterbacks this year. Uh, <clears throat> it is a little less than what Kirk Cousins is throwing. He's throwing at 2.6, and they bothered him quite often. But you have to think, you know, at some point, this defense is going to have to play really well and disrupt one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Now, Kirk Cousins is fine, but he's no Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than he is. Uh, Herbert's easily the second-best quarterback they faced this year, Mahomes being number one. After that, it was, it's probably Cousins, and then take your pick out of whoever they face between the Texans and the Bears, really, because those games were kind of weird. But they're going to have to get to him. They're going to have to hit him. They're going to have to sack him. They're going to have to make his life difficult. So that means guys like Tack McKinley and Clowney and Miles Garrett, they're going to have to do their job. Especially considering the Browns defense is a defense that likes to blitz a whole bunch. So that's putting much more 
dependency on their front four to get to the quarterback. And whatever combination their front four is, you know, they can they can figure it out. As far as uh, Justin Herbert's numbers are concerned, uh, he is a bad throw percentage to 12.7% this year. That's half of what Baker's is at right now. Okay. Uh, he's been pressured on 21.6% of his dropbacks, which is more than Baker. But So it seems like whatever teams are throwing at him, he's just not, not really folding. He's not having an issue. He's able to do what he needs to do. Uh, the Browns defense just needs to try and contain this, this offense. Okay, try and slow it down. Try and contain. Make the Chargers grind out drives. The Chargers are a team that likes to pass the ball. They like to prioritize the passing game over the rushing game, even though they still can run when necessary, which is kind of interesting considering the way the Browns have to win this game is probably going to be relying on the run. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, get a, get them involved a lot, okay? Make sure that those two are key cogs to the offense early and often. Keep them involved, especially considering the unknown level of play you're going to get out of Baker. Uh, you need to take the pressure off of him. You need to make it so he executes the plays that are given to him. You don't want him improvising. You don't want him holding the ball too long. You don't want him trying to stretch the field because right now he can't. He can't throw it deep. He can't throw it deep consistently or accurately. What you want is nice, quick throws, timely throws. Get play action involved. I, I know the, the boots have been pretty much taken away from this offense. He's going to be forced to pass on straight dropbacks, which have never been his strength. Okay. If you can find a way to incorporate boots, awesome. But just play action, make things easy, maybe a little bit of motion to help him diagnose the defense pre-snap. Because once the ball snapped, he can't figure anything out. And that's also been a problem his entire career. So for the Browns, it's got to be a lot of the running game. Got to force the Chargers to grind the drives out. And you just got to hope to keep this game close. Because like most games for, for either team, this actually goes for either team. If either team finds themselves up by two scores at any point in the game, that spells trouble for the other one. Okay. I would have more faith in the Chargers being able to come back down multiple scores than with the Browns. But that's mostly because I have more faith in the, I guess, consistent level of play of Justin Herbert right now than I do of Baker Mayfield. The Chargers are favored to win this game by two points. Uh, the over-under is at 47. I would probably go under on this game, and I'd probably... I, I think the Chargers are going to win. So I would probably take the Chargers. I would take the under. I think this game is not necessarily going to be a very exciting game. But, hey, you never know. Sometimes you get an exciting game that's not necessarily all that high scoring. Uh, if this game's not a high score game, I don't think it's going to be necessarily because of sloppy play. I think it's going to be because of some good defense from both sides. However, I do think that if there was one side or one part of the game that could be sloppy, it could be the Browns passing attack. But again, let's hope that Baker is able to do what he's asked to do. Let's hope that he's able to execute what hopefully a simplified, dialed-down game plan Kevin Stefanski comes up with. Because 
asking him to do anything intricate or complicated right now is just not a not a great idea considering the on-field production we've seen the past couple weeks. But with that, hopefully the Browns come out of Los Angeles with the win. They move. They, hopefully they can move to four and one. But we will have a recap on Monday after the game, ready to go, talking about how this game uh, unfolded. So, just real quick reminder: remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, tell your friends. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud, ThisIsBelieveLand.com, and RealBrownsFans.com. And with that, I'll leave you with the Go Browns.